0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is The Big O' Money Show with Bill Altman.
1: Welcome to The Big O' Money Show. My name is Bill Altman here with my co-host, Tony Shore, back from Palm Springs with the Go-Go's. Oh, yeah. Lots of fun. Yeah, that Uh, was a blast. Yeah, so a big old money show today. Premier advisory group. or a local fiduciary here in Omaha, and we have special guests on. We've had uh, Cornhusker Bank on before a couple times. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about, it's that time of year again, Day Without Shoes. Um, t- this is a, 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 an organization, and the mission is to support uh, shoeless people that need shoes or new shoes, and there's so many that go and walk barefoot. Uh, the Stevens Center is the recipient, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, yep. And we have Alan Chaffee, and we have Carissa Bullock on from Cornhusker Bank. Uh, Welcome, guys. Thanks for being here.
2: Thanks, Bill, for having us. Yeah, thank you.
1: So, you know, I'm going to dive right into the banking crisis, right? And it's, it's, and and I, and, and it's a tough thing to, to probably talk about sometimes because you're in the industry and anytime you're in the industry and things are going on, just like me in the financial industry, right? When, when markets are in turmoil, it's not, and it's not the one thing that we really want to talk about, but we have to talk about it. Um, and, and, and this isn't, uh, this isn't your, I don't think your average bank. It's, um, this is a, a well above average bank. I've had a relationship with you guys now for. Um, oh, probably ten years, right in that neighborhood, and it's been a good relationship. And w- we have you know, commercial accounts there. We have commercial loans. We have re- residential. We've done our flip properties through there, our rental houses. And I was telling Alan actually when I met because we opened a couple other accounts up there, and 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 uh, the, the account the person opening the accounts, M- Michelle maybe.
2: Yep, Michelle and yeah.
1: Zach. Yeah, M- Michelle asked what. It, w- what, what do you want to, what do you want in a bank? Or what do you want in us? And I said, I really just want the relationship. That's the most important thing to me. I'm not rate shopping around. I'm not interested in rate shopping or saving a quarter point here or there or whatever. I'm just not interested in it, you know, because it's, you know, you need the relationship. You need somebody that's going to be on your side that understands you, your business, what's going on. And then somebody that's going to make it easy. Right. And that's the key because people get really, really busy. We have our own personal lives, kids and, and all kinds of stuff going on. And then we have our business lives going on. We have a million things going on. And the last thing we want to do is, is worry about getting something else in or worrying about a delayed closing or wait, worrying about this or that. We just don't want to see that. Right. And so that's why I have used Cornhusker bank for, for so long and plan to continue to. Um, So, the strength you guys are over a hundred years old built 1903 1903 wow um which is pretty cool right so what does that make you 110 years this year 120 20 oh there goes my math
2: (laughs) 120 it's early (laughs)
1: early here so 100 100, that's why we have calculators now boys and girls um so 120 years old 110 that'd be 2013 wouldn't it see i'm good at math i can do it right so um but uh from, for that for that time period, and it's a family-owned bank still, right? Correct. And you have locations not only uh, in Lincoln, but you've also expanded to Omaha.
2: Right, right? yeah. Five years ago, we opened a, a loan production office here in Omaha in 2018. So it's, yeah, been five and a half years. We went full service three years ago at 111th and Blondo. So I have a nice team here in Omaha as well. That's
1: fantastic. So tell me a little bit about then... Cornhusker and the strength and with everything going on today,
2: you bet. Well, first, thank you for your business. We, you know, you mentioned uh, making banking easy. We do it. Cornhusker does a nice job of building a team of bankers around a client. How many bankers have you dealt with at Cornhusker Bank? What are we up to now?
1: I don't know, a few. Yeah, so Luke. Yeah, you, so learned
2: le- So we, you know, whether it's deposit accounts, you talk about Michelle or Zach, right. you talk about commercial, which is Tyler or myself, you talk about Luke Mitchell helping you on the mortgage side. We try to build that banking team around you so we can handle the, whatever needs you have and go to the specialist involved. And uh, yeah, like you said, Cornhusker has been in business for 120 years. You mentioned the banking crisis, you know, banks in the, the Midwest in Nebraska are still very strong. Everyone should be very comfortable with dealing with a local community bank in Nebraska you know, Sign- uh, Signature Bank out of New York or Silicon Valley Bank out of California were very different banks than what you see with Cornhusker. Uh, very large deposit banks, venture capital, crypto, uh, that's what got them in trouble. Um, when, when the stimulus money came in during the pandemic, uh, banks grew in, in deposits very quickly. And they either they had to deploy those deposits in investments, whether that's loans or maybe an investment portfolio, bond portfolio. What Nebraska and, and Cornhusker Bank and Midwest banks do a good job is redeploying those deposits into real estate loans. And it's a good investments for the bank. That's what we're supposed to do for a community is put it back in the community, help them with, you know, mainly real estate with Cornhusker Bank, where You know, ninety percent of our deposits go back out in loans. Where um, I think the stat was uh, Silicon Valley Bank only forty percent of their deposits went back out to the market with loans. So they had a large investment or bond portfolio. When you have interest rates rise as quickly as they have over the last six to eight months, they lose value. Uh, The bond market went down, so they had a large loss in uh, in their investment portfolio, which in a cause to run on the bank and cause them to fail.
1: Because if, if one of these large depositors wants a hundred million dollars, they're at that point trying to really had to sell about 200 million dollars in treasuries if they're holding a the 10 year treasury Correct. from the year before or two years before in order to raise that hundred million bucks. Is that kind of layman's?
2: Yep. And you know, it's, uh, you know, what causes banks to fail is, you know, we, you hear the term run on the bank mm-hmm. in the old days that meant going to the bank, pulling out your money, going to the next bank to open a new account where now you, we could all open a new account with another bank sitting here on our phones. Mm-hmm. So, And also with social media, that run on the bank happens a lot quicker, which caused them, I, th- I think it was Silicon Valley Bank, uh, just in one day that week before they failed, uh, they were a $200 billion bank. They lost $50 billion in one day because it's a publicly traded company. The word got out that they were struggling people left the bank. They pulled their money. When it failed on that Friday, there was another hundred million dollars in deposits in the queue to leave the bank. So it was just amazing amount of money that, uh, that was leaving quickly. In one right.
0: day, 50 billion. That's, uh, that's, e- that's real money even to Bill Altman. Even to you,
2: Tony Shore,
1: <laughs> your palatial mansion <laughs> there in Stillwater. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is a $50 billion, you know, it, you know, when we saw Credit Suisse having issues in, in, in Zurich, everybody was like, well, you know, Zurich's going to bail them out. They're not going to let that reputation get tarnished. Um, but there's still a risk, right? And, and what if it does get tarnished? Or what if Zurich says, you know, we're not doing it. We're going to set an example. Um, you, and, and we'll still see how that all unfolds, right? There's still a lot of drama going on right now with that um you know but we had structured notes with credit suisse and and mike binger our our chief investment guy and he's a he's the president of gradient investments we have about 70 million dollars in structured notes there he made the call he made the call to liquidate 100% of that $70 million as soon as any news started to come out at Credit Suisse. He said, you know what, we're not going to take client risk. And it wasn't a situation where we're asking clients if we can liquidate this either, because we do have discretion over it, right? It was just to protect them. And I feel that's what a good fiduciary does. And I feel that's where you guys are too. And again, a different, a, a different stage. We're on in you know investment management site over here. You're in the banking industry, but it's all money. Right. And I feel that you guys have always been in the, in the business of protecting people as well.
2: Yep. And managing risk the right way.
1: R- correct. Right. Yeah. So Carissa, you're in charge of the marketing really, yes. right? Yes. Marketing,
3: website, events, PR, social media, Yep, my Base, team, myself baseball, and my team.
1: Baseball carpool mom?
3: Yes, yes. Two hats, definitely two hats. Suit by day and yeah. baseball by night.
1: Awesome. How long have you been with Cornhusker?
3: 16 years.
1: Wow. Yes. Fantastic. How long have you yep. been with Cornhusker?
2: Five and a half wow, okay. when we expanded into Omaha.
1: Gotcha. So she's your senior. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. You report right. to her? No,
2: no. <laughs> I, I should though. Probably. Only in
0: the hierarchy are you yes. a senior. Don't worry. Bill's not talking about your
1: age. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the age she's yeah.
2: Tony. No, Chris <laughs> has been huge in our expansion into Omaha. They, I probably work with her probably the most in the bank just with uh, brand awareness in Omaha, which includes Day Without Shoes, you know, and and getting the word out about Cornhusker Bank in a, in a you know, a heavily banked market.
1: Right. And, you know, so I was looking through your website earlier and you guys have core values. You have five bullet points of core values. One, own it. Right. Yep. And, and own it from, from, you know, this is kind of like Chuck Lucius right over at gradient it's ownership. He, he has people right. taking ownership in this. People take ownership, whether it's in your mistakes or, you, or the, the goods, the bads, the whole nine yards, right. taking ownership, uh, care deeply. And, and I see that in, in their work, like Alan says, he has, you know, there's a team, you know, the, I work with all different people, not tons of different people, right. It's always, I have a go-to person, but it seems like they all work as a team together. No one's like fighting against one or the other. Right. Correct. It's not like when I was looking at the commercial side, Luke's like, Oh, you should really upgrade your house. You know, you don't need that building. You know, it it wasn't anything like that, but you do hear that in other industries. You really hear people fighting against each other within the same organization. And I just don't see that with you guys. Um, Deliver the wow experience. And I think, and I can speak on behalf of not only myself and my wife, but, um, all of our clients and not 99% of them, but a hundred percent of our clients have had a good experience when we've referred them over to Cornhusker bank and the majority of them for, um, for, for residential mortgage, but some for accounts um, where you've actually come to them with paperwork. They're extremely busy people, executives or military or whatever it may be. And you came to them to help them get the account open because time is so precious. Um, and and I think that's so important. Uh, in, when I say like that while experience and clients again, it's, everything is done the way they say they're going to do it. Um, and, and it, and it happens. Right. And I'm sure it's not always perfect, right? Life isn't perfect. Humans aren't perfect. Um, but for us it actually has worked out that way. Okay. So that's, that's, uh, we do appreciate that. And my clients appreciate that. And when we refer people, um, that's important to us because that's our reputation on the line as well. Now uh, build positive relationships. We've talked about that and do life together. And, and again, we've seen that same thing too. Um, you know, you've been with us for, you know, for, for well since 2013, that that's why, that's where I was getting 2013. That was my earlier
3: math. Well, and one of the things that I think it has been key to several of those core values is with the collaboration and why you see our teams from different departments work so well and surround you is because we have continued to work together, come in the office. Um, I know there's other organizations and it's not right or wrong, but we have pretty much stayed in office and stayed together. Um, You know, right when um, pandemic hit, several of us that could work from home went from home for just a couple of months, but then we all came back together again. And I think that's why we're able to we've just continued through everything just to stick together, surround our clients uh, built. And that's why we can continue with our core values and just in staff retention. And clients
1: appreciate that too, because so many people did go home from different organizations and we're significantly smaller, obviously operation than you guys, but we stayed here in the office as well. And people, people, liked being able to call in and it was almost like things were the sky was falling and people were like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? You know, the end of time has come Jesus is here again, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and and then they could call in and you know, is my, is my money there? And it's like a hey, premier group. But not, this only, Bill,
2: not right? only that when the pandemic hit and the, and the government came out with the SBA PPP program, yep. we were on, we were on the, we were on stage to, to help clients uh, with this product. And we ended up in a six-month time frame doing a thousand PPP loans around wow. uh, Lincoln and Omaha, which which meant we needed to be in the office meeting with them, you know, signing paperwork, docu signing, and just getting it done for them. Where a lot of banks did not do as good a job as that because I, they were right. remote or disconnected or just didn't have the process set up to handle such an SBA load. I mean, the
3: the the the. I mean, it runs deep. I mean, we had lending staff, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the platform that, that we were given to get these loans submitted, these PPP loans, we had to have people around the clock logged in because we could only have one in at a time. And so some of our lenders were taking time slots at midnight so that they could, we were getting, we wanted to make sure everyone that came to us, um, we were able to get them through before the funds were gone. And so, right? They were taking time slots throughout 24 hours to just make sure that we were getting um, all of our clients in and getting them their um, funds.
1: And so I think it goes back to one of those true core values of of you you really care, you know, and you want to get it done.
0: Well, I think it comes through that you care. And as a bank, what I love is that you give back to the community. And I love businesses that do that. Uh, that take their success and give back to the community like you do with the shoe drive, right?
1: Correct. So yeah, let's talk about Day Without Shoes, Chris.
3: Yeah, sure. So back in 2011, we were brainstorming about giving bigger. Um, How do we give bigger beyond just um, monetary donations? And so We brainstorm about it, my president and I, and we came up with the concept of Day Without Shoes and partnering in Lincoln. Then at the time, we didn't have a location in Omaha, had Omaha clients, just not an Omaha location quite yet. And we came up with the idea to partner with um, People City Mission and talk through with them. How can we give back? How can we, how can we make an impact? And so that's, we came up with Day Without Shoes. It was a concept that we spun off of Tom's shoes that they had a day without shoes. They no longer do that. And so we partnered with people city mission and we talked about shoes and he said, you know, so many shoes have such long life left in them. We've just outgrown them. We don't wear them. And that is something that people can give that they just have sitting in their closet. And so we started at just our branches and then we had customers telling us, how can we help? How can we give back? And, pre-pandemic, we were up to 200 businesses and schools that were giving in Lincoln, um, collection sites for us. And so since we started it, we've collected about 235,000 pairs of shoes in Lincoln and Omaha. Now the Omaha, um, we came in in 18, you said? Correct. Okay. So then right away, we started, wanted to um, continue to give in the Omaha market. We want to give where we are. And so By 2020, we had it established with the Stevens Center Partnership. So now we have the shoe drive in Omaha as well. And we're slowly starting to grow that one. Um, Some of it comes down to resources and being able to get receptacles picked up. But our goal this year is 50 businesses and schools in Omaha that are collecting with us. I mean, everyone in here probably has at least 10 to 20 parent home in their family that you're not wearing, outgrown, um, don't need, um, and can give, and so that we had 35 partners last year uh, working with the Stevens Center. That was their recommendation, and um, 50 is our is our goal this year. And we have a pretty significant partnership this year with Our Lady of Lords School.
1: Oh, great! So they've yeah. really
3: taken it on, and sure I was
1: baptized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My first parish.
3: Yeah. So they it, wow. they're phenomenal school. We actually went out there oh last week yeah last week yeah and their kids are just so excited they're going to do a walk and um, you just you just see what it what it can mean to them as well so and,
1: and getting the youth involved in that yeah. how important and they they're, they're going to continue to carry that forward forever which Shoot. is awesome so then so then there's a day and, and you, and, and people come in that, that need help or need shoes yep. um, on a particular day and they're able to shop through basically. Yep.
3: So we have the collection actually starts April 24th. Okay. So we're still getting partners signed up to collect with us. And so once, uh, I think we have till the 17th to, to get signed up and then receptacles, barrels will get delivered by Steven center and two men in a truck. And then the official shoe collection starts the 24th. So 24th through May 6th, once that's done, then they'll go and get all the shoes picked up and then we'll have a distribution day after at the Stevens center where guests start to come through and they get to pick the shoes that they want.
1: Well, that's fantastic. Huh? Yep. Um, and so for in Omaha, it's, this is the third year
2: then? Yes. Yeah. Third yeah. year in Omaha. We've, uh, we established um, a partnership with the Stevens center And their executive director Mike Whaling or Michael Whaling, and also their um, head of community engagement Terry Cochran, and they've done a great job of partnering with us. They have uh, they let their um, homeless population or their that are in their uh, shelter go through it first. They have a rehab center. They get those folks involved to get them if they need shoes for them themselves and their family, and then they open it up to the public. Well, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes you, if we feel bad, right? We're the ultimate consumer here in the U S and we go out and buy shoes. I love buying shoes and I have way too many pairs of shoes. Um, and <laughs> you know, and the way you can feel better about that, cause you do kind of feel sometimes like a jerk, right? Because you know, there's people that, that can't, right. They can't afford it and they are going barefoot. There's way too many people like that. But the way you can feel better about that is donating those shoes that you don't wear anymore, nope. or you don't think they're nice enough for you to wear anymore or whatever you think, but in, in it, and it, then they don't have to be brand new shoes. They don't have to be in perfect condition, right?
3: No. And I mean, even just from a, a kid's perspective, I mean, how many kids grow through sh- shoes and go through shoes so quickly. And so, I mean, there was a, there was a mom that was interviewed for the video that we did for day without shoes. And she said she has seven, seven or eight kids and this is the only way she gets shoes for her kids every that's year awesome and so they're able to go to school with shoes that fit mm-hmm. and don't have holes in them and so I mean, we we don't think about that or the the person that's going for the job interview or um, you know just being able to come in and get a pair of shoes that's nice and fits um, when their mode of transportation is walking mm-hmm. so for a lot of people that's how they're getting places.
1: And, and I know most people aren't just throwing away their old shoes, I think most people are, are pretty good about donating them somewhere, and a lot of times it's easy, drop them off at the Goodwill or or the St. Vincent Society or something right this is an a this is an opportunity for you to step outside that that normal comfort zone of yours drop your shoes off because you know they're going to immediately go without cost right. they, you're not charging someone nope. to buy these used nope. shoes right nope. you know and and so they're able to shop through and 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 cover their feet get them pairs of shoes get their seven or eight kids shoes yep yep which is really important that's really neat that you guys do that yeah
3: it's 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 our core values. It's who we are through and through. And I mean, that's why immediately after expanding into the Omaha market, we were, we were talking, okay, how can we help? How can we give back? And so that's, I mean, that's just who we are. It's what we do um, every day. It's, it's, yeah, it's, we, we live that
1: Uh, again, to drop off shoes, if you want to donate, you can go to our website, bigomoney.com and find out where we are. We're right about 114th and Dodge, or you can go to cornhuskerbank.com and you can see a whole list of different drop sites for them. Correct. Right. Uh, Well, guys, we are just about out of time. It's been fantastic. I really, really appreciate you guys coming in and talking about this. Um, again, it's part of our core values to give back to. And so we align very well like that. Um, we'll definitely have you on next year and we'll have Alan and probably Luke on and maybe Tyler on if I can get him to come on and we'll stage fright. I'm, I'm yeah. he, he'll, he'll smoke me at golf the next time. Uh, but yes. r- regardless, um, we do appreciate you guys so much. Again, to find out more about our company, the premier advisory group, go to big or give us a call, 402-557-6730. Until next week, have a have a fantastic week, everyone. Thank you. Thank
0: you for listening to The Big O' Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at